Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest today joining all the way from Singapore. We got Cronkite Satellite joining the podcast. Hi Cronkite. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great. You know what I love? We started like right on time. I'm like this guy, this guy's a musician. He's always on time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Maybe that. <laughs> There's truth to that stuff, man. Right, right. So, so how have you been, Cronkite? Uh, I've been well. Uh, I had a had a baby boy, my first son, first first kid, um, and that's just been absolutely outstanding. I just see the world in a whole different light now. Um, it's been a lot of you know, a little time consuming, but it's totally worth it. You know, right. And that's like the the real big news. You know. Right. So working, I have a, working and twerking. I, yeah. So I have a son also. He's now 11 years old. So I've been through that journey. You know, all that transition. Oh my god. <laughs> Because like he he just turned three months, and like it feels like 10 years. <laughs> and you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, the first the first year goes so quick." I'm like, "No, no." But I mean, I'm loving every second of it. But like, it's it's. It's it's been an adventure, that's for sure. Right, right. It's wonderful, changed yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think uh, the first time I got to know you, like heard about heard the name Cronkite Satellite is this uh, Peak Base and Alif Putra was doing an interview on Facebook, and you you and they were talking to you, and you did some live performance also, yeah. which I, which which really I really got because you you did like a Beastie Boys cover of Sabotage, I think, during that, right? I don't so, know if it was. I don't know if it was that time that I did that, but I, I do have like a live looping video where I do that. Right. Like, yeah, right. that one so gets that's a lot how, of play. I'm happy yeah. about that one. <laughs> that's how I got to know you, and uh, so Cronkite, uh, can can you tell me a little bit about uh, me, like where you from from the U.S. and uh, yeah. your little bit about your childhood and how do you got into music? Yeah, I'd love. Thank you for asking that. Um, I was born in Minneapolis, like you know, Twin Cities, St. Paul, Minneapolis, in in Minnesota. Very, very proud of that. I love where I'm from, um, and you know, just kind of just it's such a musical town. Like I never realized how big Bob Dylan or Prince were until I like left America because like they're just like local bands where I'm right. from. I'm like, oh yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're at a you're at a, a bar and you see like Tommy Stinson from the Replacements and like, okay, there's that guy. And then you realize he's now the bass player for Guns N' Roses. You're like, oh, 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 right. that's a thing. Um, so I, I was, I feel pretty lucky, like always going to shows growing up, like at First Avenue, because you get free comp tickets, like Prince's old nightclub that's in like Purple Rain. And again, that like eluded me. I'm just like, oh, it's just I can just take the bus and go down there and have my free comp tickets, check out some random band, like. My buddy got a free ticket to go see Radiohead one time, actually, you know, before they really broke big. So it was a right. good spot. And then I also grew up during the 90s. So, like, that was a time where, like, anything goes with music. It wasn't, like, so, like, category. Like, like right now, it's like, oh, you like this style, you like this style. In the 90s, it's like, no, 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 it's all music. You got some EDM, right. you got some rap, you got some rock, you got some some country twang but it's all part of like a larger umbrella of just stuff that makes you feel good 
Um, and I think all of those things all kind of rolled together. Also, growing up in Minnesota, you got snow. So mm. it's like you got a couple months where you got to like stay inside and you got to be creative and you got to figure out stuff to do. Like I, I used to always draw, I used to always just make music, like bang on stuff. Da, 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 da. So it all, all kind of swirled together into this toxic storm of what you see before you. <laughs> right. So what, what really sort of uh, influenced you to like, you, you wanted to make your own music? What, what sparked that? Huh. I, I'm not sure. I like to think like right now, like when I make music, like a lot of the music I make is because I'm not hearing what I want to hear. That's like being like on Spotify or YouTube or title or whatever. I'm not really hearing what's like engaging me. So I kind of like create it. That's why like every song I make is like something totally different, which is like self-sabotage for a music career, but whatever I'm doing fine. But um, I just think, I just think it's like that, that art bug where you just want to just create and make and then see how you can like get a little better and then just move on to the next thing. And just what you, you know, I learned this, I created this. Now I have, now I'm going to try to do it again with something different and just keep building upon it and building upon it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't, that's a really good question. I don't know why. <laughs> it might be because actually it might be because um, when I once, because I was writing my own songs even before, like I'd be doing shows. Because like in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Twin Cities, you don't play covers. You 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 have to play original music. You might do like right. one cover, but like Singapore, like when I was living in Qatar, or like in when I was living in China, it's all covers. Like that's all they want to hear. But where right. I grew up, it's like, nah, dude, you gotta you gotta write your own songs. Sorry, dude, it's in a hotel. Right. So I, I don't know if I even answered that question. I don't know. I just I just got got the need, man. Just right gotta, gotta express myself right uh, so Kronkite, what were you like uh, sort of artists that you were inspired by or influenced by yeah um growing up like you know because again being from like the 90s like i really think like 91 was a very pivotal year for me as a musician um or as, as just someone just growing up and just listening to the radio because there's so much different kinds of music so I think that had a lot to do with it, just all these different like genres and stuff. But like Cypress Hill, Red Hot Chili Peppers are definitely like two in particular that I can kind of be like when I got the tape, you know, right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and I'd play it all the time, especially that Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Like that was like I could sing that entire album. That's that's <laughs> that is like a cornerstone of my existence. But also like growing up. I remember when I'd be going to like daycares and stuff, you know, my parents are both working and um, there'd be like mainly girls at the, at the daycare. So they'd always be bumping like Cindy Lauper on MTV. And like, mm. I'm not gonna lie, man, I do love me some Cindy Lauper. And I think it's because of like growing up, they'd always bump that. She's so unusual tape right. all the time. And like time after time, like that's, <laughs> all, that's all, like, you can't deny. So I think, I think there's a little Cindy Lauper in me as well, but like, and also, that was was that around when like, yeah, EDM was just kind of like picking up right around then. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Like the whole like Detroit kind of scene. Mm. I don't know, <laughs> but like all of it, man. Even stuff I don't like influences me because I know what not to do. Right, right. 
so uh, how how did you like because if i describe you i would just say like you're like king of loops like because you you <laughs> yeah so because you're live looping and it's so amazing how you do it i saw your video that you did step by step you show how you're doing the song but how did you get into that sort of looping and that sort of drum machines and stuff so how 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 did yeah. that happen um well like with the live looping that all basically started cuz <clears throat> um i've been in a bunch of bands and event like the final one it, it it broke up you know as bands do as bands do and nothing nothing like bad or anything um but then i was just like man we spent all this time writing all this new music like it happened with all the other bands too we write an album or two albums all of a sudden like oh we're broken up and I'm like well now i got to start over again mm. so i decided like let, let's the first thing i wanted to do i bought an electric or sorry an acoustic guitar and i really like blind melon like i love blind melon like it's right it, it's it's bad i love them <laughs> it's bad in a good way and so my goal was all right i'm all right i'm just going to buy an acoustic guitar and be a blind melon solo cover act and just play only blind melon songs and then like i went to like guitar center or whatever and they had like a loop pedal and I know in college, like uh, people introduced me to, like Keller Williams. Um, he's really good. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's not really like my 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 choice of music or anything like that, but he is like again can't deny his influence. It's undeniable. So, right. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out, and I I bought the RC fifty, and when I brought it home, I wasn't really impressed. I was like, I can just return it, but then like I just started just like jamming out on it for like a week straight. Until I and then I started doing shows and I'm like, okay, okay, I got a thing right. going on here. I can make all, I can write my own songs. I can perform them live, and then I then I left America and I moved overseas. I moved to Qatar, and I was like, well, this is this is good. Then like I don't have to worry about having a band now. And then right. like when it's when it's only me, I don't got to worry about someone being late for practice or the band breaking up. So we're always on time. So there's that. So it just kind of just fell into place. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you, uh, even though you're like one person, one man band, but you really sounds like a full band when you play, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, because I'll get, I'll have like, a, I try to keep it simple. Um, I could have, I know I could have like a laptop with Ableton running, and I could like, but like, I like my current setup that i have for looping is really like just an, an rc202 just two looper buttons and an undo function a drum pad and a microphone that's it um and i know i could have more i used to i used to like plug a mixer into the looper and then have a bunch of instruments plugged into that but like right. especially especially like i don't have a car in singapore so i take like public transit and you don't you don't want to like carry you know um, you got you got to you got to be able to carry what you have, you know, right, you right. Can't, can't, can't go on the bus, you know, and be like, hold on bus. I got another, I got to go back and pick up the rest of my stuff. Um, so that really had a lot to do with it. Um, but I really like to keep it simple. And I feel that limitations actually for, for myself, like make me a little more creative and it, it, it and you're like, kind of like naked in front of the crowd. Like you're like, mm. if you make a mistake, like you can't just like rely on your laptop to like quant quant quantize it. I can't say the word. 
like just fix it instantly like you got to like do it in the mix on your own right right yeah. so uh, from kite when you write songs like what's the process like do you have like ideas for the lyrics first or you come up with a beat first what how, how does it work it's it's different for like every song um like when i started all the songs had to be done like made on the loop pedal and i had to be able to replicate them perfectly live and then as time went by i realized i'm restricting myself why can't i just make whatever music i want to make and not work cuz like eventually i'm going to be dead you know and like <laughs> the songs are going to live on you know right. so i'll be like why can't i just make the song i want and not worry about if i can perform it live or not um so then i started going like writing the songs first and then figuring out how to loop them later um and then like right usually it, it's tough cuz like most of my songs do like it's very beat driven you know, like mm. a, like it's you'd, you'd be hard pressed to find a song that doesn't have like a drum beat which i've which i've noticed and i'm trying to like correct but i'm also like when i do a show i want people to dance i want to move you know so i guess the, the beat is very important you know find a couple chords like sometimes songs are just made in like one sitting like the song that just came out on sunday the 6th um that one i wrote and recorded and like mixed it and everything little mixing afterwards but pretty much in like two or three days and it's right. like one of the best songs i feel like i've ever made um it's called disillusioned you should check it out yeah and we should talk we should talk about that song uh but i want to ask you so growing up in minnesota and then going you know all the way to asia and then what was your impressions when you came to asia especially like personally and then what about how do you like this like what's your idea about the music in asia how people react to that so um well um when i first moved to qatar and i was um like right away i did a show and i re- and i you know doing my looping and then i i realized really quickly that people didn't want to hear originals especially right. when like drinks are like 15 for a beer the people aren't going to be like <laughs> yeah can you just play hotel california so i can like remember a time when beer wasn't 15 you know right. nothing against hotel california like when i was in china that was like that one went over real well like there's there's no hatred on that but i really had to learn quickly cuz i'd be playing a bunch of like the expat bars um and as the night went on and you're like the main music act people got rowdy if you weren't playing covers um i had one girl one time just come up and just grab the mic and she's like you know room full of people like just packed she just grabs it away from me she's like is this the real life <laughs> and then the whole crowd has this just been and i'm like well I'm going to take a 7 minute break and I just like left and they did a whole a cappella of that song and I was I was a little hurt but at the same time you got to learn from these things and then I'm like okay start doing some covers that's what it's like overseas um and same thing happened when I went to to over to China um I learned uh, probably in my my mind one of the most famous chinese songs uh the moon represents my heart yelling dai biao wa de xin ni wen wa ai ni o wa shen if you've never heard it um by trisa tang um 
it's haunting. It's hauntingly beautiful. Um, and that was always a crowd pleaser. Especially when like all my songs are in English. Because I wasn't like in Beijing or Shanghai. I was, I was up in Dalian where it's like English was minimum. So you had to right. learn Chinese. Um, and then once I moved here, uh, Singapore is a lot like Qatar in the sense where it's like um, you're spending, you know, $15 for a beer. So I would like to continue to feel comfortable. Please don't play the, the new song off of your new album that I won't listen to Strange Man on stage. Right. Please, please, please play Ain't No Sunshine. <laughs> Thank you. So that that's kind of been my impression. It's it's more about it's less about the art, more about the your job on stage is to play stuff I know. Not I mean it's that's that's not like the rule, you know, but it is definitely like an overarching theme I've noticed, which is fine. I mean, they're paying customers. Right, I want a happy right. crowd. If if they want Wonderwall, I'm playing Wonderwall. <laughs> I ain't above it. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I last year I did, I actually wrote an article. Uh, this is about one man bands on black metal because in black oh. metal, there's a, there's a lot of bands who guys who does this uh, sort of one man thing where they create the whole albums. And, and so I, yeah. I, I featured like a couple of bands from this region because there, there's a couple of bands in the Philippines and all this. So, the Philippines have, has a super good music scene. That place right. has got a real music scene. Right, yeah, so carry so, on, carry on. So, so I will. I have this sort of this uh, thing thing about the one man bands. It's so fascinating how one person does all these things. Like, and some some of these artists they don't care about whether even people listen to their music. They just do it. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at too, because like, it's hard to advertise. Like I got buddies right now that had an album that just got re released um, a little bit ago, uh, Girls Like Mystery. And like, there's, you know, like five people in the band. So like they're, they can share it. Like, cause there's so many uh, different people in the band, uh, right. but I'm like the only one in my band. I'm like, I can't share at this frequency. And I tip my hat at them for their advertising, but like, like I can't, I can't do it that Right, with that, with that amount of um, with that regiment, but um, I think what happens is now that we don't need a studio anymore, um, and you can like create a beat and even like GarageBand on the piano roll, yeah, and then you know like something as simple as that, and you can pretty much like the the one man band is much more attainable nowadays since you don't need to worry, you don't need a record label, you don't need a big studio. All I need is passion and time. Right. So because of how easy, how easy it is to put a music up in like in Spotify or Apple music, it's like, but the problem I see is that there's so many music now, like it, it's so hard to get the attention of the like people. Right. So because yeah. there's so many out well, there. It's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, the, the, the scale shifts towards it's a good thing. It's never a bad thing when there's more music than you can listen to. Um, but I mean, it was, remember, remember MySpace? Yeah. Same thing. Like you put your stuff up there and like, how, how are people going to find your stuff when there's like a million other bands releasing stuff on MySpace too? Um, 
and it's kind of basically the the same thing just on a larger scale with like the streaming services which is which is fine um i'm not hating i get checks <laughs> from time to time yeah. so i'm like that's cool <laughs> thanks i'll take that yeah, you... I'll... I'll buy I a hamburger <laughs> yeah i heard that the guy who actually did napster the i think his name was sean uh yeah i He's actually part of Spotify. He, he was part of Spotify as well, right? When Spotify He's part started. of Facebook, I think. He's the one that he, uh, said drop the the and just call it Facebook. Right, right. I think I, think I could be wrong. I'm not a scholar. <laughs> right. Um, so, Cronkite, um, talking about your music, actually what I was doing last couple of days, I've been listening. I, while I was like walking outside, I've been listening to your songs. I oh. put your songs in my playlist, so I've been listening to some of them. Thanks, man. So, uh one of your most popular songs is this let's start over yeah right and yeah. Uh, i kind of i i really love it because this reminds me one song from chris isaac the wicked wicked game right oh oh yeah oh that's a good that's a good track i'll take that thank you <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about this song when was okay. it written and what's the story idea behind the song yeah so um it's i'm really proud of that song and how it all came together and i've definitely noticed that a lot of my slower songs seem to be the ones that really pick up more um because mm. because i always want to have like my really like dancey you know faster songs to really pick up but it seems to be the slower ones and that one in particular is just um a nice chill little ride you know something that you can just like put your arm out the window and just do one of these like yeah when you're driving um so it's got like that kind of like backwards guitar little solo thing in it um a lot like that solo i wasn't actually oddly enough i wasn't able to capture it perfectly a second time because i'll like record like a dummy track when i make something mm. and then i'll add you know and, and then like do like a better recording with like a better mic and stuff to make it sound better but i could never capture that like that that so that's actually from like the scratch track from like with a like a crummy little microphone and just kind of just tooling around right and it sounds so good um and it's got some piano in it i really wanted to try something different i really wanted to go like a different route and i feel i was able to to capture that with that song and i like the idea is if you know we we all grow if we're if you're the same person you were 10 years ago then you're doing something wrong you know like we yeah. all have to we all evolve we all adapt we all learn from our mistakes and that song is about like it could be about multiple things but the and i, I don't like saying like what my interpretation is of songs because i feel it like restricts other people's like what how they could react to it yeah. Um, so just just know that this is like one of multiple parallel universes of what this song could be about. Um, but for me, it's like you had a falling out with someone years ago, and then you like you're at an airport or something, and you like cross paths again. You're like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, and you're both a little older, a little wiser, kind of calm down, and you kind of just like, like. Uh, uh, what is it? It's fine. Take your time. More more hellos and less goodbyes. Right off into the sunrise. Um, tiptoe past a shadow. Shh, keep it on the download. Like tiptoe. Like that's talking about like don't 
let's not focus on that old stuff. Let's let those sleeping dogs lie. Let's turn this corner nice and slow. Close my eyes and surrender control and just see where it takes us, you know, and just um, not so much like, like a let's pick up where we left off type situation, but it's more of like a, it's good seeing you again. Mm, right. And, and, you know, enjoy the rest of your life. It, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's odd. I still haven't really figured out. It's more like, it's like a feeling more than how I can like express like what it means, which is again, why I, I'm very proud of how that song turned out. Cause I do feel I was able to capture that feeling, even though I can't really articulate. It's like, right. Maybe people who people who's listening to that also probably uh, sort of feeling the same sort of right because as I said uh, as soon as I listen to it I I it 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 brings me to that particular song of Chris Isaac which is like in the nineties I think it was like late nineties so it yeah. it's because you you kind of captured that nineties uh, vibe there in oh, the- I'm trapped in the nineties dude <laughs> I am one hundred percent trapped in the nineties. I will never deny that. <laughs> Nail on the head there, bud. Right. Uh, I think the most, the, the, the song that really got me like interested of you is the, the collaboration you did with Teak Bass. Uh, the song Saint We Ain't, right? Uh, Woo! Like a badass, like oh, So anthem. good. Dude, so like, I just want to tell you the quick story about that because I've been wanting to do like a, a, a it just, it, Teague's my boy. Shout out to Teague Bass. You're the king, man. Um, he just sends me a message because uh, he used to um, live in uh, Minneapolis as well. Right. During the 80s, he was like with the Prince crew with Alexander O'Neill, I believe. He was like his uh, bass player. And so like, we, we kind of like, we bonded over that. We're from the same place. And then, um, and then, <laughs> We're like watching the news and like all the like the the, the George Floyd stuff. Oy. That was, oy. and then um so then we started bonding over that again. Like, dude, our our town's on fire, you know. Right. And then like um like what's like what's going on? And then we started um. He's like, yo man, let's just make a track. Send me a drum beat. So I sent him a drum beat, and he's like, yo, I need some words on this. I can't just, I can't just make a drum beat or I can't just make a bass line without a drum beat or with, without some words. So then um, I just make up like a little like cheesy flow. One of these days, I will, we'll, we'll dig out the back and forth. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. And um, he sends me back a bass track. And then like, I start slowly piecing it together. It was a little more bluesy at first. And then I took a break and he's just, he's like, yo man, you know, like a month or two passes. And he's like, where's that, where's that track? I'm like, Oh, I, I kind of forgot about it. And when I went back to it with a whole new, like perspective on everything and like, uh, you know, I, I didn't have like the frame of mind that I was in before kind of thing. And I just re-edited everything, chopped up his bass into like little sections and like, sequence it a little differently and then did the guitar differently and it became a completely different song and i remember sending it to him and he's like this is fire man and yeah that one just like really came together like really well um like it sounds because i do all like the the mixing and the mastering and the production 
and that's right. something I just constantly try to get better at too. And I really think I like, I hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, hopefully, I think so. Yeah, really because that, you can you can really use that song maybe like you know, a WWE entrance for a wrestler. That will be a great. Standing on the shoulder of a giant, I'm dropping signs and defiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, um, yeah, because he, because uh, Teague's, Teague, Teague's like, dude, I hear this in like a Hollywood soundtrack for like the next X Men movie. It's like, because it's got that build that like really right. like, uncomfortable. Because it's all, I mean, and it's, and it feels good to know that it actually has like it's talking about like real things it's not just like love whisper in your ear love like it's actually like talking about stuff anyway right. again i don't want to i don't want to like tell people what songs are about because i want them to make those yeah, decisions right. but it's you know you know what i'm saying you smell what i'm stepping in yeah i I'm mean i'm really proud of that track i i really appreciate that musicians actually taking a stand and actually doing something talking about this this stuff that you know Well, it, it helps me too um because i i i don't have the answers you know and i think it opens up a dialogue i think it mm. um it helps me maybe it helps other people who need to f i don't know. i have a need i have a fire burning inside man and sometimes these words just come out and i'm like this is what we're doing this is where right. we're going here we go Right. Like uh brother brother Ali, he's a he's a rapper from Minneapolis and he's got a he's like uh whatever comes up comes out. We don't put our hands over our mouth and I always think about that. I'm like, you're right. Right. Brother right. Ali's right. But are you are you sometimes surprised like the ideas and the words that you come up with for these <laughs> songs? Yeah, I really am. I I am. I I'm very surprised. God, it sounds so bad saying it. <laughs> I hate, I hate, I don't, it's, it's, it's toot my own horn. I'm pretty good. <laughs> like, right. it, and I, I don't want, I'm sorry. It sounds so cheesy saying it, but like, and I don't like saying it. And I feel very uncomfortable saying it out loud. But like, when I, like, I feel that my words are like poetry. I work really hard on those lyrics. Like, I don't, like, I don't freestyle. I'll freestyle sometimes, but like, I don't like it. I don't like it mm -hmm. at all. I want to actually like sit down and like craft my stanzas so every word is well placed. You know, like there's certain words I don't want to use. Like I don't like using the word weird. And I try not to use like everybody or everything all the times I feel I, I try not to swear because I'm like, mm. dude, I could I could actually use a a real word here. Unless like right. I want to swear, I'll swear. You know what I mean? Because sometimes only words, certain words can express how you feel. But professionally i feel as an artist i like this this new song um disillusioned is not even 20 words not even 20 words and it just says like everything i feel about being an artist about the whole idea of like what am i trying to prove like why why am i doing why am i making music am i am i looking for success what is success i feel pretty good with how i am like am, am i Like, why do I create? Why does anyone create? Why does anyone do anything? And are we just stuck in this flux between creation and destruction? And just in like, like less than 20 words. I'm like, yeah, this, this song gets it. This song figured right. it all out for me. Thank you. I retire.
<laughs> so what what wha- i've been i've been going through your youtube channel oh my god you have so many content on your youtube channel right i know <laughs> i'm my biggest fan all 14 of those views are me <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you do most of the music videos also you do all the graphics all and stuff yeah. all of them right oh yeah like um <laughs> for 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 the most part, I find music videos to be pretty stupid, just in general. Like most of the time, like I, don't don't get me wrong. There's like exceptions that are like, like there's a new Chemical Brothers one that's pretty artsy, and like um, there's this band um, there there don't like there's a musician called Kenna from a while back was a song called Hellbent, which is like an mm-hmm. outstanding video. Um, like so so there are amazing videos, but for the most part they're just like product placement like look at my watch look at my car i'm getting paid to have these in here you right. know um so i when i make my videos i want them to be like the opposite of shiny i want them to be like crusty and distorted uncomfortable um i don't they're more like visualizers if you will mm. like um i try to make them weird um that's it's kind of where I go. Sometimes I get a good idea. I'm pretty happy with the video for um, for Disillusioned, uh, which is like um, supposed to be. I made the video and the song before my son was born, but it's pretty much him in 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 my wife's womb. But he's floating through the universe, having philosophical conversations with himself, as we would be outside of the womb. Like, is this all there is? Like, Earth is our womb, and we're like, is this all there is? Like, why why are we here? Like, is this all an illusion? Is is death really exist? You know, and then at the end, he's going towards the light, you know, and it's like, um, I'm, I'm really happy with how, it, how that video turned out. And it's, it's like, the, I'm sure if I have more time and a, and a budget, like pretty much everything I do is on a budget of zero. Like, right. it's quite literally, like the only thing I re- usually pay for is my copyright. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything else is just, it's just time. But that video, you know, I animated it and it's not like, whoa, you're going to get a call from Pixar. No, it's fine. It's good enough. It gets my point across. And right. It's my boy floating through space. Makes me happy. Yeah. So, uh, Bronkite, you also released, uh, I think the song before that was Down in Heaven. Uh... I don't want to be when you're Friday night, but I might say something you don't like. Everybody. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I I know that you you released that song and you you had a specific sort of a special message on that song, right? Yeah, well, you know, like pretty much like all my songs, they have there's layers. There's layers like an onion. Like it, it's one of those songs where you don't really know what it is that you're talking about until it's all put together. Um, but that one's definitely with the idea of you just nowadays you just can't say anything right. You know, like every everyone is just going to destroy you. But like, to be honest, it, it's actually up to the person who hears what someone is saying to you. Like those words carry no weight. You know, when they say sticks and stones can't break my right. bones and words can't. Right. Like basically the idea is um, like you allow yourself to let those words have weight on them. I'm not saying like everything. There's some legitimate horrible people out there saying some horrible things 
don't get me wrong. Mm. But, um, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so because I've been like, I, I was quite active. I mean, I'm active in social media a lot, but I've been trying not to speak about stuff and I just thought, just post stuff about music and stuff. So I'm trying to like keep. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, what, what, what do they say? Like, I changed my profile picture. Am I changing the world yet? You know, <laughs> right. um, like it, it is odd that we do live in this time where we can say anything we want, but yet we do hesitate, as you were just saying. You're like, oh, because sometimes, you know, you don't want to get in a battle with someone just because you on your own page decided to say something that you feel and what you're right. entitled to. But it is also pretty fantastic that we do, everybody, Actually, you know what? Only like 40% of the world has internet, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so 40% of the world has the ability to, to get their message across, if, if anyone wants to listen, that is. Um, so, so there's there's that push and pull for the whole thing. Um, but like, like I, I'm like a huge news junkie, but I like huge news junkie. But just in these past couple of weeks, I just can't do it any more because i know what they're doing i know what they're doing <laughs> right <laughs> if it bleeds it leads baby and they want to sell that advertising and they want to be like the world is gonna end we'll tell you more about it after this commercial break buy this and be happy back to your show you're all gonna die now back to our sponsor buy some beer and be happy yeah back to the news you're all gonna die <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm there, sorry. There, <laughs> there's a there's a South Park, uh, there's a season of South Park that was that they were talking about that, you know, that back in the day, there were a lot of pop-ups coming up when you go to the websites, right? Yeah. You get, oh, yeah. so, so, so they created pop-up pop -up blockers, right? And then what, what they were saying in the South Park was that those pop-ups, the pop-ups that you block now, it, those are, those are becoming news articles because they're actually pumping that into the news article shoot okay like i keep forgetting we're like recording i just feel like i'm just like you know riffing with my boy right now but like um i am very concerned uh with youtube commercials that come up that are like medical advice you like you know what i mean but it's a commercial and, it, right. and it's, they're not a doctor they're not you know what i mean they're just trying to sell you something and they're trying to not have you click on that little button in the corner or is it over here like, and they're trying to like sell you some sort of miracle cure. Like, like I know people who have fallen into that trap of those mm. like, like di online diets and got really sick, like really sick. And right. I mean, like there's consequences to this, like, uh, <laughs> this is why I write songs, man. Cause then right. I can actually like spend the time to like, form my thought properly um but i know you know what i'm saying i don't need to like finish the sentence like people get it like they're 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 selling having commercials that seem like it's medical advice because yeah. i know i know like on like television there's certain like rules like you can't flash little images like drink coca-cola and like you can't do that kind of stuff but are those laws on youtube on the internet can you just put subliminal messaging 
into stuff. I, I don't know. Now we're going down a weird like little path here. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, um, WWW stands for the Wild Wild West, man. Right, right, yeah. Because most annoying for me is that are so many like life coaches. There's so many ads for like yes! you know. People. <laughs> and who are like, hey, have some raw water and chill, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't. I don't know these answers. Um, but I will continue to search for them because uh, <laughs> the answers don't matter, man. It's all about them questions. The questions right, create more right. answers, and more answers create more <clears throat> questions. That'll eventually. Yeah. That's the kind of thinking that'll get us off this planet. Right. So, 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 concrete. What's uh, what's upcoming? What's happening? So, you you have your song "Delusion" uh, out. And then, what are you yeah. planning? Uh, is there any? You're working on any new songs or? Well, Any- I already, I already finished. Thank you for asking that question. By the way, I'm having a really good time. By the way, thank you. I'm having a really good time hanging out with you. Let's let's let's, let's do this again. Um, I've already finished a whole new album. This is only the third track I've released off of it. Um, right. It's about nine more songs to go because I just had my son. I want to focus on that. You know, like the family first kind of thing. So during the lockdown in Singapore, pretty much like one year ago, um, I recorded this album and mixed it and all that stuff and um so so then i'm, I'm gonna kind of coast on that I already got like the the artwork made the music videos i have to make as i go uh but pretty much that that's all done and i'm gonna release that over like the next year year and a half two years whatever but by doing that i've also started making new music mm. and i have this like already like a back catalog of other songs that i don't even know what to like to do with which is like a good thing to have because like i'm currently working on like three projects right now and a lot of them is very headphone based and laptop based uh because like i can't like my my boy's sleeping i can't just like play the guitar you know right so i'll I'll be sitting in the room when he's sleeping checking on myself with my headphones and my laptop and one of them is like a very avant-garde album and my goal with this is to make an album that artistically I feel pushes my boundaries of sound going in a direction, not, like just like perfecting my craft. But my goal is to have no one want to listen to it. Like that truly is like, cause it's, it's weird. It is strange. And the, some of the people I've sent it to more of the art, art based people, I'm like, this is fantastic. Like, this is, this is outstanding. But, like, the average person, they'll be like, where's the hook? Where's the beat? What, right. Like, what's going on here? Like, nothing repeats. Everything is something new. So there's that project. Then I've kind of already started, like, another album without trying to. Um, and then, with, which I'm very happy with. Because nothing is being forced. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... I gotta make a new single. No, I don't care about that. Not worried right. about that whatsoever. <laughs> I don't have a record label. I have no timeline. Right. But, uh, so whatever, whatever's coming up is coming up naturally and sincerely and genuinely. So it's it's feels more calm. I'm very happy about it. And then recently, I started making these like like EDM like kind of like club tracks like. The stuff you'd hear in a club, not so much like on the radio that like Kelvin Harris would remix or anything like that, more of like in the club. And I'm like really, really proud of how it's turning out because I've never, I've always like 
dabbled in making this kind of music, but this is like the first time where I, I, I was walking my son, he's in the stroller and we, you know, we'll listen to music when we're doing it, we're rocking out together, walking and rocking. And like, I just saw the matrix. I saw how all of it was placed on the, on the grid. And I was like, okay. Right. And I just went home and I made six, um, you know, when you hear a song, like it builds, right? It's not, not everything at once the whole way through. So the song will build and there'll be like that one part where everything's there, especially in like electronic music. Mm. And it's like, you know, and then it, you know, constantly builds, building up, tearing down, building in any song, in any type of music. So I just built the, like six of the, the part where all the instruments are going. And then I'll just start constructing it, building up, tearing it down from there. And then adding in little swooshes and echoes and stuff. Um, so that's what I've been working on. I stayed up all night last night. I didn't go to bed till like 7 a.m. Like I like literally just woke up a little bit ago. <laughs> I'm wearing my pajamas. I just put this shirt on to look like, oh man, I'm gonna look professional. Right. <laughs> so so with the with the lockdowns and stuff, are you are you looking forward to performing live again? I am. I am very much looking forward to performing live. Um but 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 um this is a small island here in singapore and there's a lot of really good bands and a lot of really good singaporean bands so i'm gonna hit the brakes and i want to make sure that the, the the singaporeans get on stage first before i'm like me first i want to play because i want to play but like right. i'm a guest i'm a guest you know what i mean so like i'll go to the back of the uh, of the buffet line with my plate and i'll wait till everybody else gets served and then and then i'll start going going back on stage um but there's a there's a there's a actually pretty good scene here it's pretty good the rap scene is actually really good it's just like really underground but it's there's a lot happening on this island right so many people from all over the world so it's so like diverse it's it's, there's just so much happening and so many people just passing through like it's exciting it's it, it's a good spot to be. I'm pretty happy about yeah, it. Yeah, actually, I I sort of considered Singapore is like my second home because I I come there every month uh, before the pandemic. Hey, 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 next time you're here, man, hit me up. Like, uh, I'd love to like hang out with you. Like, you know, not not on not on this thing, <laughs> yeah, like right. in real life. Yeah, maybe have a beer somewhere like Alchemy or somewhere like that, right? Dude, I love Alchemy. Yes, actually, Alchemy is one of my favorite places to, to play. Because I do a super like stripped down looping show of just a guitar, a beatbox, and like like a really small RC twenty loop pedal, and it's actually probably like my my first off, it's my favorite bar in Singapore, like without a doubt. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, you, you talk about Alchemy. That's that, that's my spot, man. Alchemy right. Bistro, be there, or be square. Yeah. <clears throat> so so Cronkite, what's your message to uh, people who support you listen to your music uh, and also to the viewers of this podcast well like for to, to be honest like um i am very thankful for all the people that listen to my music um because it's it's weird it's it's not it's not normal so i am very appreciative of that and what i really like is no one tricked anybody to listen to my music. There was no big viral marketing campaign or anything like that. Like, I truly feel like the, like, I feel like a very blessed and lucky artist in the regards that the people that do actually take the time and do listen to my music 
like it just means so much to me because like they've made that decision they've chosen to do that there was no oh he's you know i don't know i just feel very blessed in that regard without a doubt um for the people watching this thank you means a lot it really does uh i hope hope we all learned something i learned (laughs) something i learned i talk a lot right um and you know i'll tell you what everyone who's listening right now when your friend is like hey i got a new song should check it out you know what you should check it out instead of just saying scroll 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 don't scroll it's like three minutes three minutes of your time even if you don't like it at least it's like going to a little art gallery close your eyes put on some headphones just give it a second just give it a second you might actually like it yeah uh anybody you want to shout out to like to give a shout out to the whole world um yeah just the whole world man everything like hang in there hang in there everyone good always triumphs over evil good always triumphs over evil love always conquers hate um I miss my home. I miss Minnesota. I miss you, Minnesota. Um, all, all of you. You can all stay at my apartment. Come over here, all of you. Right. <clears throat> so, Pronkai, thanks for joining. I really enjoyed this discussion. I, uh, I, I think we should do this face to face sometime in the future. We should. I would love talk it. About it. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to your new songs and uh, and then enjoy your time with your son. Uh, yeah. and had great time because i in personally know how how important that is and how it really changed my life having a son so it's well, uh, it, you're you're in for a treat <laughs> you're going well, to enjoy that <laughs> they say they say you know they're like there's never like a perfect time to have a kid but like having the kid during quarantine and during this pandemic has i think is the perfect time right it's like i get to spend extra time with him like all the time like it's quite fantastic my wife and i are home right where's closed you know everything's based from home so i really do think that like i was saying from the beginning i'm a musician so i'm always on time so this was the perfect time (laughs) right (laughs) so thank you cronkite thank you sir have a great day and uh stay safe you too bud you too take care thank you